What is up, folks, and welcome back to the Vegas Confessions podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be recapping my first three days of my 11-day Las Vegas trip and how this show will be moving on weekly going forward, as well as YouTube videos hitting weekly. All that right now on the Vegas Confessions podcast. Let's go. Hey there, everyone. This is Matt Bridger, and you are listening to the Vegas Confessions podcast. Didn't we go to my favorite dive bar before that? We went yeah. to Double Down. Double Down Saloon. Yeah, we had some ash juice. I am all about asking. Yeah, <laughs> I need to go check that room. There's like a dead guy in the in the bed. And the, the lady at the counter says, well, we'll call housekeeping. Like, housekeeping? Jay's never met an asshole he didn't like. <laughs> Shout out to the guy at third base at the blackjack table I was at last, who was obviously trying to keep a high-low count, but was mouthing the numbers as the cards were being turned over. Be careful what you say, because we can have you whacked. Hey, I'm Nicky Fermich, and you're listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Well, welcome back, folks, to episode 78. Again, this is going to be the trip recap of the first three days. So before we jump into the trip, I do want to get some shout-outs out of the way. I do have to give a huge shout-out to our buddy Tim Lawson from the Better Life Podcast who sent us some coffees over our way for the podcast. So again, Tim, thank you, brother. We really appreciate it. And again, we use it as a joke here. You know, you guys can send us a coffee to help, you know, with the late-night editing of the videos and podcast or when we're in Vegas just running around nonstop. So again, thank you, Tim. We appreciate you contributing means a lot, man. And again, coming from other content creators, it's more inspiring when it, you know, you guys are sending kind words or, you know, just supporting in any way. And it just means a lot. So thank you. I also got to include Shane Rogers in there because he sent me a package this week and I will be showing you guys via the YouTube channel. So you guys will definitely want to check this out because I thought that was really cool of him. And I did not expect that. And since we're on the subject of packages, this might be a good time to talk about some packages I sent out. I sent a real cool one out this week to Australia, which was really neat. I did get behind a little bit on schedule because I've been sending some packages out this week because I told you guys we started the Patreon stuff last week. And with the Patreon, we've had 15 members jump on board. And that being said, I do got to give some Patreon shoutouts because shoutouts, it's a part of the Patreon package. So our very first Patreon supporters of the podcast and YouTube channel are, again, huge thank you to all these supporters of the podcast. It means a lot. Eric Rosenthal, David Sowell, Taylor Jew, Neil Macedo, Chris Moore, Rodney Kelly, Michael Traeger from the Travels Org podcast and blog, Scott Jarvis, Travis Atherton. Thank you guys so much. It means a lot to have you guys jump on board and be some of the first supporters of the podcast and everything we got going on here. And again, we've been reluctant to do it, but now that we finally jumped on board with it these last two weeks, it means a lot that you guys are jumping on and supporting the podcast. I I can't express this enough. Also this week that went live, the Vegas Confessions podcast shirts are available online via Teespring, and I will put a link in the show notes for that for you guys. I know you guys have been asking about getting shirts and being able to represent the podcast and show support while you're in Vegas. Well, it's official, and I got you guys. So that'll be in the show notes. Keep an eye out for that. One of the last things I want to mention is over the next few months, I am going to take this show weekly. So you guys are going to get weekly episodes 
via Saturdays if you're not a Patreon member, and you will be getting it on Friday if you are a Patreon member. So, with being the Patreon membership, you get the show a day earlier. Also, with the video sides, I'm thinking Tuesdays, Wednesdays. So, if you're a Patreon member, you will get it Tuesday. And if you're not, you will get it on Wednesday. So, again, guys, that's just some of the perks with going into this stuff and being able to get you guys some of the content early and give you guys a little extra stuff back in return. Again, that's one of my plans for the future is to take this podcast and bring you weekly episodes. I have people to interview. I have plenty of content to bring to you guys. So I figured, hey, why not? I want to seriously make this a goal to make this thing bigger and better. So that's what I'm going to be doing going forward over the next two to three months. So that's the goal here. And that's what I'm setting for myself. I'm interested in seeing the numbers, the traffic and the people that we bring in. Well, that being said, guys, let's jump into the trip. So, my first stop was at the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. I arrive in Vegas about 9 a.m., and knowing that I had to go scout out some spots downtown, I just figured, hey, I'd beat the heat, beat the rush, and get there early. So, maybe 10 people in front of me, but one funny story, as I was heading out from there, after I was getting some videos and pictures with the gimbal and stuff, I noticed the Alvis impersonator that's there. So... He was sitting out on his car, leaning on his car, and mind you, it's only 9 a.m., but this day in particular was 116. The record in Vegas is 117, so it's already hot at 9 a.m. So to make matters even worse, I'm heading out to my car, and I notice the guy standing there leaning on his brand-new 2021 Ford Mustang. So the Alvis impersonator, he's doing pretty well for himself. (laughs) So like I said, I was already heading downtown. I went down there to see and check out a couple of these bars in the area to see if they were quiet enough to set up a potential interview with a big YouTuber and have it quiet with the nice looking background, but it was just too early and everything was still closed. So immediately as I walked into the casino from the parking garage at Four Queens, the first thing I noticed right off the back was somebody getting kicked out of the casino by security. So that just let me know, hey, back in Vegas, baby. So I then decided to head back towards Ellis Island, not knowing, you know, if I'd be able to check in because it was still like maybe 11 o'clock still. I knew I was pushing it, but I thought, you know what, maybe I can get my stuff put away, get myself situated and get an early start. And of course, as I drive up and arrive, they say, hey, you're good to check in. Your room's ready and waiting for you. I walk into an ice box, basically. This room was freezing cold and probably just the best thing I could have walked into coming in from that heat. So that was really awesome. So I started unpacking and got a text from David saying he was downstairs in the casino with his friends and I invited him up to the room to check out the place, which is funny because he ended up booking Ellis Island for his next trip. So I'm glad that worked out for him. So we then decided we were going to head down to the casino to see if we can get in on any of the tables, but everywhere was packed. All the tables, slots, video poker areas on the bars, and it was only noon. (laughs) So since I was there early, I thought I'd check out the Tiki Bar, which is called The Island at Alice. And it didn't open until 4. So David's friends finished eating up and we decided, hey, let's head over and check out the Pinball Hall of Fame's new location. So after getting lost because of Siri taking me to the old location, I met up with David and his friends and basically started recording some footage after getting permission. 
And to my surprise, I was surprised how many arcade-style games that were there. And I know we talked about it one of the last episodes about, you know, the different variety of games they have. But everything you could think of, I was seeing games that I seen growing up as a kid, like Off-Road, The Simpsons, Galaga, Paperboy, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Air Hockey, Table Games, Crane Games, etc. Definitely worth checking out, and I definitely recommend it if you're bringing the family and kids to town. So I didn't get a chance to play much of the games because I was doing a lot of the recording and stuff, but I will have to make a return. And I still was planning to meet up with the VCC crew, which is a group of local Vegas YouTubers who go around town creating content. And so we were about to meet up at the Berlin Bar, which is in the Arts District, which I've never heard of or been to, the Arts District. So I wanted to go check that out. I will say the Berlin Bar was very cool, very chill vibe, with absolutely no gaming inside, so really got that dive bar atmosphere vibe from it. But it was a lot of fun to hang out there. We we laughed a lot. I got to meet up with Mark, Ted, Joe, Michelle, where, you know, we just decided to order some food after a bit of hanging out. Let's just say the, the chili tasted a little spoiled. I had, I think it was chili dogs, chili fries. Mark had a, uh, some chili fries in a different style of hot dog. And some of our other friends had a, it was a pretzel with like different meats and stuff like that. It all looked really good, but it didn't taste really good. (laughs) A couple of people were missing some items, so that was kind of a letdown. But for the most part, I had a real good time meeting these folks. And I will say it was just really neat to see some YouTubers do their thing, right? The process of making their videos, how they record, how they shoot their videos and stuff like that. So it was really cool to get some tips and stuff from them. And again, the fact that they were just very welcoming and opening for me coming in and saying, hey, we realize, you know, this is what you like to do. Come hang out. Let's create something together. Like, And that's probably the ultimate cherry on top. So again, really cool to hang out with these folks. And they were exactly what I thought they were going to be like just from watching their videos. Yeah, so let's just say the food wasn't the best, but the company was. We had a blast hanging out. And again, I even brought some extra equipment like a microphone, an extra XLR wire, a pop filter, and a couple extra items. Because Ted had mentioned something about, you know, doing a podcast and he didn't have equipment. So I brought some old equipment with me that I have that I don't use anymore. That way, you know, he can get his feet wet and get his start. So really cool that, you know, he was very generous. And in return, he was like, hey, I want to purchase your meal. So again, the fact that the meal was purchased made it taste even better. But the fact that the food was spoiled killed it. (laughs) But again, it was just a fun, cool spot to hang out with these folks. And again, all their links will be in the show notes for all their YouTube channels. If you want real quality content, these guys deliver it. So definitely check out their channels. Following that, I head back to Alice Island to go charge equipment. And I met up with my buddy Saul where we played blackjack for the next few hours. We sat down at a $10 table for about, yeah, two, three hours, and we stayed about even until the dealer got on a hot run. Literally eight, nine hands of, with maybe three blackjacks dealt, or pulling 21 maybe four times, or just losing by one, you know? So we decided we'd had enough. We got up, headed over towards the bar to see if we can get some a drink. I was having monsters and rock stars the whole day, so I wasn't really drinking. So we were looking for a spot at the bar. Totally packed. No luck there. So we looked at the, any of the other tables. Saul was even looking at craps tables with me. No luck there. So we decided, you know what, let's just take a walk over to the stage door. And as we walk over to the stage door, same thing. Line out the door. 
We get inside finally, there's nowhere to sit down, and we decided, oh, we'll just go play some video poker, have a couple drinks, and call it a night. Same story. Packed, nowhere to sit, and, and if you guys know stage door, there's already very limited room there. So we just, you know what, said, hey, we're going to head back to Ellis, and that's where Saul called it a night there. It was a little bit past midnight. So after sitting there and stocking the craps tables for about 30 minutes, I finally snuck my way in. The table was at 10 bucks, and I ended up playing till about 2 a.m. when the table closed. I cashed out plus money, so that was good. And I went up to the room and finally crashed out and hit my wall about 3 a.m. after being up probably a solid 48 hours. Because right before the trip happened, I tried to get the podcast episode out and the video out for the trip itinerary. So after doing that, I immediately hit the road, which was about 3 a.m. and got into Vegas about 9. So then we jump into day two. So I got up pretty early, had some coffee, and then again, thank you guys to the folks grabbing us coffees, that means a lot. And then headed over to South Point for day one of the world's largest casino and coin collectible show that was being held in town. It's held annually in Las Vegas at the South Point. So after doing some scavenger hunting around the property, I finally found where the venue was being held. And then I was greeted by David, who insisted on paying for my tickets for the show. So again, David, thank you, man. And it was funny because he asked me, hey, Jay, are you just coming today or are you going to be here every day? I'm like, dude, if you're paying for my tickets, the least I can do is come every day. And I'm really glad I did because, side note, like he mentioned, there are so many different people to talk to. You get stuck between conversations and checking stuff out that, you know, one day you don't even get to check out a lot of the stuff. Especially if you're a junkie like myself and like a lot of the casino memorabilia, chips and stuff. So... I thought it was really neat. Again, first day in, I didn't even get to touch the surface of everything that was there because there was just so many neat people to talk to and so many cool items to just check out throughout the trip. So that was a big time consumer. So this event basically is just a huge floor of just about everything casino related you could think of. After checking it all out and setting up interviews and entering raffles and checking out casino chips, for example, a $10,000 $5 Sahara chip, and another one that was a $20,000 $5 sand chip. Like, a lot of just interesting stuff. You have to take time and just pay attention to detail because there's a lot of this stuff throughout the event that these collectors have. So I then went down for a break because before I got to the event, I did find the sports book which Kelly wanted me to put some bets in for her. So I got her bets in and she ended up winning. Went down for a break, had a real breakfast, you know, hot dogs, <laughs> and picked up her money. So afterwards, I went back up, and I saw a painting that was called Lights. It's a three-day painting that was originally made for Siegfried and Roy, and it was in their house for many of years, and it was originally valued at $20,000, and it was for sale and available for five. This thing was immaculate. Talk about the detail that was put into this thing was just very, very neat, and I think I even saw something pretty similar to this on Pawn Stars, and if it was not this actual piece. And what was really cool is a lot of people were interested. Hey, if I want to get this home, how does it work? How am I going to do this? You know, people that were from Vegas were interested in buying it and just picking it up and taking it home. So one guy was waiting for his friend's truck. And I'm pretty sure that painting was gone by the end of the event. What was also neat is that same vendor had the original glass panels from the slot machines in the 1970s. From places like the Union Plaza and games like Cleopatra sizzling sevens, and just about every casino slot machine you can think of. Every game, 
he had these glasses for. It was really neat, and they were really big glasses that go on the actual slot machine, so they're pretty heavy, too. Well, let's just say I brought home six of them. (laughs) So after walking around and getting permission from everybody to record at the event the following days, I headed off to my next adventure. I then decided to visit a place I've never been to, the Silverton Casino and Hotel mainly to check out the new stadium gaming area, which included War, which is, you know, one of the most degenerate games you can play in the casino, but also happens to be one of my favorite games. So, pretty fitting, right? (laughs) But I also wanted to check out something I have never witnessed in person, which was the mermaids that swim in the aquarium with all the fish. And that, I will say, is definitely worth checking out, especially if you're bringing a family. That's worth checking out. And they do the stingray feedings as well. And in the YouTube video I just shared, I just showed a lot of it and I showed the time. So if you guys are interested, you guys can check that out for sure. So after checking out the property, let's just say I did leave the place a winner. After playing war and betting on all eight hands at one time, let's just say I won twice doing that. (laughs) But I noticed, you know, the dealers couldn't be tipped on these tables, which I found weird. And I asked the dealers about it, and one of the dealers, Heather, said that, you know, this is one of the downfalls of dealing at the stadium gaming there, is none of the dealers can make tips. There's no options for it on the game itself, and it's just not in the system. So it'll be interesting to see if they upgrade that at all. And I did ask the dealers, I was like, so how's it been since you guys have gotten this new stadium gaming area? And she's like, well, you see. And as I was talking to her, there was not one soul in one of the chairs. (laughs) So that brings up my next question for you guys. Have you guys been there and did you guys know there is a huge Bass Pro Shops inside this place? Which I found pretty neat because all of it was an underwater themed area with sharks, marlins, stingrays, tunas, dolphins, all surrounding a boat in an underwater setting. So I took some videos and stuff and I thought it was just very cool to check out. Ended up spending some time in there too before heading out. And a big part of it was staying out of the heat, right? So that was very cool to witness. I'd never even been to a Bass Pro Shop, so glad I stopped by. So following that, I did head back to Alice Island because I had a 10 o'clock live stream set up of gambling different slots. So we ended up playing a little bit of Willy Wonka, some Buffaloes. I think we played Pac-Man. And it wasn't going very well. And then David, who was in the chat at the time, who was actually at the casino having dinner... He says, hey, why don't you guys play some kitty glitter? And I am and I jokingly am like, dude, what the hell is kitty glitter? And it apparently is just an old school slot machine, right? I had never played it. I don't think I've ever seen it, actually. So I ended up finding it, and I ended up playing this thing. And let's just say kitty glitter saved our ass this live stream. <laughs> so we started off between me and Kelly. We had together $400 total to start at the live stream with. By the time we were done and officially hit our bonus feature on the Kitty Glitter machine, we were at $675 by the time we cashed out. So that was really cool to have a winning live stream, and one of the first live streams we've done gambling in Las Vegas. So that was pretty cool. And again, I can't express again how much fun these live streams are with you guys in there chatting, cracking jokes, and just having a good time. It's a lot of fun, and especially when you guys know about the game or what to expect when I don't, and I'm like, hey, we've never played this, how do you do this, and you're telling us what to look out for, like, that's what makes it more fun, right? You guys are a part of it, you guys are in on it, 
And that's what makes it more intriguing for me is because I still have no idea what's about to happen, right? So it's really cool to hang out with you guys in the live streams. After that, I got a text from Scott from Vital Vegas who said he was coming over to hang. And I was actually with David and I was with Scott, Kid Dakota from Chicago at the time. So I thought that was pretty cool that he was coming over. So as he came over and he mentioned something about grabbing a meal there at the pub after the live stream. And I was like, yeah, no problem. So that's when I realized, hey, we lost Scott. I couldn't find him anywhere. And he sends me a message that he's already seated in the restaurant, which leads into our next story, the server story. So we're sitting there. We, we got there a little later. Me and Scott, Kid Dakota on Twitter, didn't bother eating. We were just there to, you know, hang out with Scott for a bit. Well, Scott ordered a burger and a drink, and then me and Scott sat down, and we got an, we got two drinks. I think it was sodas and a water. And while the two Scots and I are talking, we're sitting there, you know, our server, who was very talkative, she let us know, you know, that the table right before Right, right next to us, basically left her a dollar tip, maybe even less than a dollar in tip. Their bill was like 30 bucks, and they basically didn't tip, right? So we, you know, we're sitting there, we're like, God, that's pretty messed up. Well, I already had points and comps on it at Alice Island, so I knew I was going to take care of Scott's meal and the drinks that we all had anyway. So I figured, you know what, let me use the points or the comps or whatever it may be to take care of the meal, and then what I'll do in return is we'll just give this $20 that... Scott did Kid Dakota wanted to give to her for his drinks. We'll just give it to her as a tip. And so that's what we did. And it just worked out well. She was very appreciative. But again, to see that happen in person was like, oh, man, you know, because you see everybody's posts and everybody's comments about the tipping industry and the service industry and, you know, how people aren't getting tipped. And then when you actually see it, it's one thing. But, you know, to make that server smile and overcome that instance, you know, that that was our goal. And hopefully we achieved that in that moment. So again, just take care of the service industry, people, man. It, it's not hard to kick down a few bucks, five bucks. Again, it's more the gesture that's going to go a long way more than anything, right? So again, huge shout out to Kid Dakota on Twitter, who again was going to give the $20 and just leave it there for our drinks and leave it anyway. And I said, you know what, let's just give her the whole $20. So again... Kid Dakota, you're awesome, brother. In Vital Vegas, anytime, my friend. No problem. So after hanging out for about a couple hours, everybody headed out. And I decided to head to the craps table <laughs> till about 3 a.m. And when they decided to close it. They stood open a little later because there was more people, they said. But to get back up to the room after this and still full of energy, I decided, you know what? I'm going to find something to do. So what did I do? I checked my list and I decided, you know what? I'm going to take a trip over to the 24-hour drive through dispensary at Newu. Okay, so I pull it up. As I'm driving, I did not realize, <laughs> to my surprise, this thing is in North Las Vegas, right by Jerry's Nugget. <laughs> and if you haven't been in that area, this is North Las Vegas. It's a little rougher, more homeless in the area. And just somewhere, you know, you should keep your guard up a little more than normal. So that being said, I picked up a couple pre-rolls for show research purposes, of course. <laughs> then headed back to Alice Island to start day three. So it's still about 5 a.m. And after a shower and some coffee and a session, it was time for a $5 blackjack session. So my plan was to head down there, play some blackjack until it was time to head to the event, which is at 10. So, after forgetting about getting breakfast, because somebody went on a heater at the blackjack table, let's just say I left the table up 
$200 in profit. After that, I decided to head over to the South Point. Mind you, no sleep at this point. So after that, I decided to head over to the South Point for day two of the event. As I arrive, my eyes are starting to get heavy when I start to park the car. So I grab a coffee on the way in, and as soon as I walk into the event, standing right in front of me is the historian from the show Pawn Stars, Mark Hall Patton. And if you're still trying to figure out who I'm talking about, it's the guy with the Amish-looking hat and the big beard. Yes, that guy. I was like, what the heck? And so apparently he's at this event every year. Because he's into the gaming history, he's into the history side of Vegas, memorabilia, all that stuff. So, of course, he's there every year. So when I was told this, I was like, how cool is that? So just another one of the bonuses of going to this event, right? And a very approachable guy. Talked for a few minutes, took some pictures and videos. Very down to earth. We even exchanged info afterwards and hopefully we'll line up an interview for the podcast as well. How cool is that? Networking, guys, I'm telling you, it's the best. It really is. So after saying hi and taking pictures and videos, I went on to record the whole event. From everything available to how it all started, with interviews with the ex-vice president and other attendees. Also the dealers who show you what you can expect while visiting this cool event. Then, I spent more money on items at this event. (laughs) I'm not joking, I probably spent more money on items and merchandise than I did gambling for sure. So towards the end of the day... David invited me up to his room at South Point and let me do a room walkthrough and show you guys what the rooms look like at South Point. So I'll be having another video come out of the rooms at South Point. Again, huge thank you to David. I mean, just very cool of him. Following that, I got a cancellation from the YouTuber. So I went back to Ellis Island and checked out the island at Ellis, the Tiki Bar, recorded everything. Again, this place, really, really neat. I hope it's there to stay for good, especially the food. The food is fire. They have some really good items, the pork belly, the flatbread pizzas. I mean, they're really, really good. They have two blackjack tables up there as well. Overall, just very neatly themed. Everything's really, really cool up there. So after spending a couple hours there and doing some videos and stuff, I decided I'm heading out to the Strip to do some casino hopping and do some casino walkthroughs. And then I would head back to Alice. I eventually got back about 2 a.m. and just in time for some pizza and some more blackjack, baby. (laughs) Where it ended up being really, really good because I jumped on another heater, ended up plus 160 for that session, and just before calling it a night at 5 a.m. Again, folks, there is so much stuff to come out. There are so many stories that I have to hit you guys with. So I'm trying to get everything written down and in place and not try to jump out of orders. So again, guys, if you guys are enjoying any of our content, you know, these stories, believe me, there's plenty of more to come down the road. Do me a huge favor. Check out the YouTube channel because everything I'm talking about here, I show you guys in the YouTube videos. I show you the live streams. I show you the people we're hanging out with and the places we go to. So again, do me a huge favor and check out the YouTube channel. The links will be in the show notes as well. Also, if you're not, make sure you're following us on social media, guys. We got a lot of posts. I'm posting pretty much, pretty close to daily, and I give you guys updates of what I got going on, what I'm doing, what's dropping, when I'm recording, when I'm editing, and what's happening. Plus, all the fun Vegas videos and all the info and interesting pictures and stuff people share Vegas-related as well. If you guys are interested in becoming a Patreon member and supporter of the podcast, I will put the link in the show notes as well so you guys can check that out as well and check out the different tiers. Or you can even send us a coffee like Tim did 
on the Buy Me A Coffee app. We are VC Podcast on there. So until this upcoming weekend, folks, I will talk to you soon covering the next few days of the trip. And until then, cheers. Cheers.